The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Diaz to the plate, the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. That's it. Reds have secured their 10th straight victory. There go the runners, the pitch. Outside, he locked him. Hop, skip, and jump to home plate. Jock Peterson gets a bases loaded walk to force in the winning run, and the Giants win their ninth in a row. Well, they're going to go down as one of the better teams that's ever played at our university. So, uh, you know, 10 years from now, they're going to bring their kids back here and say, I was here at one point. Louis Ozen. It ain't always easy. It ain't ever like you planned all, but man. Ain't it working, working man. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you on this Wednesday morning. Smack dab in the middle of your work week. Coming up one hour from now, daily draft. Mike Steely live judging today. Our uh, draft of uh, favorite show drops. Sounders, if you will, that we like to play uh, throughout the show. Clown acts. You know, those kind of things right there. Coach K takes an L. We're going to choose our top five. Mike Steely will uh, will be the judge of uh, who had the better draft. Today. Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football. And everyone needed a little wake-up call because they kind of slipped into thinking he did. You understand what we're drafting today, right, TJ? I you understand. Get I came up with the what's going Because yeah, in Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. you weren't able to go out and shop, really. You weren't able to go out and you know, go to the beach or Dang it, you're thinking like of that. all of them. just kind of planes, like actual planes, not yeah. just flying yeah. ones. Like you've got them on a button right in front of you. Try to let people know what we're drafting today, so make sure that they uh, are clear on the topic. Uh, TJ, it is time to read the news. It's time for In the News. <laughs> so stupid. I can't believe we still do that. That's what I said about the show. Uh, uh, someone asked me yesterday for a, uh, uh, a thing in a magazine. They said, uh, uh, we need uh, like uh, a headline here for you guys. Like, like, what's your show about? Like, what is this? And I'm like, we don't even know what our show's about. <laughs> <laughs> It's about nothing. It's about nothing. It's exactly like, like Seinfeld. the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Uh, first off in the news today, in a story that we broke in the 6 o'clock hour, there is a missing submarine in the North Atlantic Ocean, DJ. <laughs> Underwater noises, however, were detected while U.S. and Canadian crews searched for the small vessel carrying five people that vanished two days earlier in a dive to the Titanic wreckage site. A Canadian aircraft heard underwater noises in the search area. 
they said before 12.30 a.m. Eastern time last night, the noises prompted remotely operated vehicle operations to search. As of yet, they haven't found anything. They're encouraged, though. They've heard some banging sounds, TJ. So maybe that's a, that's a good sign. As of Tuesday morning, yesterday, a total of 10,000 square miles had been searched, according to the Coast Guard. Uh, here's a bad sign, though. Captain Jamie Frederick of the 1st Coast Guard District in Boston said the Titan, the submersible is known, uh, uh, that's what it's called, had about 40 hours of breathable air left. That was around noon yesterday. So we Got should still about be Thursday, good. Thursday, yeah. Until, you know, maybe like midnight tonight or something Oof. like that. So, yeah. Um, there was an expert in this thing I was reading that said there's three places it could be. One of them is it's floating on top of the water and they just haven't found it yet. Like it's been carried with a current somewhere and they just haven't found it. So that would be the Was there not a latch for them to open if it's just floating on the water? Uh, maybe they're sitting on top of it floating around, you know. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure that's not the case. But um, anyway, I do have the uh, people on board here. Uh, uh, Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush, he was driving, piloting. British adventurer Hamish Harding, two members of a Pakistani business family, and a Titanic expert. Those are the uh, five people that were on the vessel mm. that we haven't been able to find yet. So Apparently they've been taking this thing down, I guess, since 2001, you said? Or did I read I that earlier? I didn't say that. We, yeah. bro- we did break the story, though, earlier today. No, so a lot of people are just down, now yeah. hearing about this this morning. So I can't think of a worse Mm-mm. situation to be in to know that you only have that many hours of air left. Oh, my goodness. Just That's horrifying. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We'll hope for a good outcome of yes. this thing still. Yes. Yeah, we'll Get busy today, on. guys. Come on. And we do like to just encourage everyone to pay closer attention to the news. These are the kind of stories you miss if you just don't pay attention. You know what I mean, TJ? Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, did you see Victor Wembanyama's first pitch last night at Yankee Stadium? Uh, I did. <laughs> Thoughts? I hope this guy's a complete bust. One, he's going to the San Antonio Spurs. Two, he is tall and creepy, and the pictures of his hands wrapped around the baseball, yeah, it freaked me out. And the pitch was horrible. I know you're talking about the pitch, but there were a lot of things surrounding this pitch. There were a lot of pictures of him holding the baseball. Yeah. There were baseballs he was firing up into the stands at like 90 miles an hour. <laughs> Aaron Boone's like, whoa, whoa. So... This is something that I'm always intrigued by because I've seen it many times at OU and been with some professional athletes. I'm always amazed at how an athlete who is elite at their sport. He's a, he's a unicorn that they're saying may be the greatest draft pick potential of all time. Is completely uncoordinated in another sport. <laughs> cannot throw a baseball. Every once in a while, you'll see like you know basketball players trying to swing a or trying to swing a bat, right? Or baseball players trying to shoot a basketball, or football players trying to whatever. And they look like a baby giraffe. You're mm-hmm. like, what? They are completely uncoordinated in the sport they're not in. 
It's so hard for me to fathom because you and I obviously are just talented in everything. I'm elite in everything. You're elite mm-hmm. in everything. It's hard to imagine. My thing is with a first pitch, most people want to fire it in there. You don't have to. Just toss it forward in a straight motion and get it there to the catcher. Like, that doesn't require you having played baseball. Like, my thing is, haven't you at some point in your life tossed a ball to someone? Like, of any kind. And you see someone go up there and, like him, and throw it, like, nine, ten feet wide, just spike it straight into the ground. And I, that's what I don't understand. Like, how you can't even just normally toss a ball of any kind. Here's the red flag. This guy has got to get better people around him before he gets into the NBA. All right. I don't know who's advising him. I don't know who his, you know, PR people are or whatever. As soon as he gets offered to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, somebody in the Wimbin Yama circle has to say, let's see you throw a ball. And then, nope, we're shutting this down, right? You do not let your dude take the mound once you see that he's completely uncoordinated throwing a baseball. He's getting terrible advice. <laughs> it wasn't the worst first pitch I've ever seen, but it oh, ranks up there. It's up there. It was. It's the worst first pitch I've ever seen from a number one pick in an NBA draft, for sure. Uh Embarrassing. I'm sure there were nerves there and everything, but because then he just fired the one up into the stands, and it was a pretty good throw. Like he almost killed the guy. He had a hard time finding that release point. Texas Tech football coach Joey McGuire has delivered on a promise he made back in April to raise the Red Raiders' profile to new heights. This is following a promise that he failed to deliver on TJ, which was to defeat Oklahoma in the last game they played before tearing down the south end zone, if you remember. But um, he climbed, well, two months ago, Joey McGuire was asked in a private message how many retweets it would take to get him to climb the crane. There's a crane at the south end of AT&T Stadium where they're, They're building a new south end zone area there. And he said, 3,000 retweets and I'm in. Well, Red Raider Nation blew that away. And sure enough, uh, Joey McGuire yesterday climbed the 220 feet high crane with a school videographer and four construction company workers in tow. Um. They did not publicize they were doing this in advance because they didn't want a large crowd together. Right. Uh, so they just videotaped it and then put it out afterwards. Uh, anyway, I immediately thought of the poor video videographer in this thing that was like, you know, you know it's a freshman at Texas Tech who works in Texas Tech Vision or whatever. <laughs> Texas Tech Vision. And there Jacob Potter came to them and said, hey – Got a project for you. We're going to need you to climb this crane outside and video Joey McGuire. Wait, wait, huh? Anyway, I, no thank you. Um, you mentioned your fear of, you know, dying in a submarine. Climbing a crane 220 feet in the air yeah, ranks very high on my either. fear list. You know, yeah. Texas win it, like that? No. It is not the 
greatest fear that we will talk about in today's news, but it ranks pretty high up there. So uh, kudos, I guess, to Joey McGuire for climbing the crane in Lubbock yesterday. We needed Haxton to call play-by-play on He would do it with anger in his voice. You know he would. Oh, TJ, what kind of a conference are we getting ourselves into? Uh, somebody texted in about this Jello shot challenge, I think, yesterday that they do at Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our friends at Ole Miss set the record last year. Uh, the I don't know if you should be proud of setting this record or not, but they did. Ole Miss went all the way, won the championship, 18,000-plus Jello shots last year. That was the record. It was. It was. It is no longer the record. <laughs> LSU said, hold my beer. (laughs) LSU fans, and mind you, we are just now at the semifinals. All right, we're halfway through the College World Series. As of last night, LSU fans had already purchased over 24,000 Jello shots from Rocco's at $5 each. Money raised goes to help the charities of all the schools, so that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, they got a major boost, I guess, from uh, the owner of Raising Canes, TJ. Todd Graves, who was a big LSU fan, showed up at Rocco's Tuesday and bought 6,000 shots for the restaurant. Uh, that's $30,000, if my math is correct. Wow. 24,000 Jello shots for LSU fans at the halfway point. Do you eat at Raising Canes? Yeah. Hmm. Tiger lover. Go ahead. I didn't know that. Uh, so I probably will no longer eat at Raising Cane's. I do love their sauce. It's Tiger Blood. You didn't know that? I can. Uh, Raising I Cane's can, Tiger who owns, Blood. Who owns Slim Chickens, Teej? Uh, he is from uh, Austin, Texas. He's a long No, horn. he's not. You're yeah, lying but, now. Uh, his name is Slim. All right. Well, back to Brahms for me, I guess. <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, nothing but Brahms sauce look, for uh, me. Look, I don't care if an LSU uh, guy owns it or not. I'm going back to raising canes. I can't. I order extra sauces when I go to canes. So it is good sauce, isn't it? Uh, anyway, hey, way to go, LSU! What an what an accomplishment. <laughs> good news for tomorrow night's NBA draft, TJ. Adrian Wojnarowski says this year he will not be leaking his pick, it, leaking the picks. Uh, this has been a complaint for years. Woj tips off the picks before they actually happen. I every year I have to go in and mute Woj until the end of the NBA draft. He spoils it for everybody. He says, "quote I'm not doing the picks this year." He said this on the Ryan Rossillo Show podcast. Quote, the pick by pick, I don't think it has value anymore for me or ESPN. I don't think it ever the, had value. It never for had ESPN. value. It never had value for him. And he he's not the only one that does it. So all the others have to agree to it, too. He's not the only insider out there. So we get it. We all know now Woj has connections. Yes. Okay? yes. You don't have to show off. That's good. I hope everybody else agrees to as well. But uh, Woj has promised he won't be spoiling the news for everyone tomorrow night at the NBA draft. 
Looky here, looky here. It was a good day yesterday for OU football and baseball, TJ. They picked up a big commitment. James Nesta, linebacker out of William Amos High School in Cornelius, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. Uh, Four-star, according to On3, three-star, according to 247, and rivals. 33rd-ranked uh, linebacker overall, but will play baseball as well. He was deciding between OU, North Carolina, and Miami. Apparently, um, Brent and Brent's philosophy on the type of man that Brent is, what he wants out of his players, and uh, the future that he builds for them outside of the game is what really sold James Nesta. And, of course, being able to play baseball, he said, uh, in the SEC at a school like Oklahoma, um, sold him as well. So, pitcher, six foot, uh, I don't know if I get his size, six foot five, 205 pounds. So uh, Skip will have him on the mound. Yeah, 6'5", 205. And um, apparently yesterday, I think I saw Parker tweet this out. He had a private tryout for the Dodgers, left that, then committed to Oklahoma. So I don't know if that meant the workout didn't go the way he thought or if (laughs) he thought, you know, I'm not ready for that jump. I'm committing today to, to Oklahoma. So... That's quite the day. You you have a workout for the Dodgers and then yeah. commit to the Oklahoma Sooners in two sports. So I was told last night, flamethrower, big arm. That's what uh, that's what they're saying here. That he's a hard thrower. How about the combination of linebacker pitcher? Isn't that interesting. That is interesting. Because when I saw that, I first saw that he was a pitcher. Because Skip started putting out the looky here, two sport you, all that, and mm-hmm. so I, I I looked up, saw that he had just announced and. I saw the picture of him on the mound, and I'm like, man, that's a tall, lanky kid. And then I saw he was a linebacker, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Kate but. Horton played quarterback. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody, Cody, Cody. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas. Cody Thomas, uh, outfielder, basically. Um, let's see. Uh, we, we had the wide receiver outfielder back in the day, Brandon uh, Jones. I'm trying to think of it. All right. The linebacker pitcher combo is is very interesting. So, uh, cool, good pickup, good pickup. It looks like both ways now. So he won't be here this season, but next year. Uh, right, twenty twenty. He's the four class. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Um, wasn't the only commit yesterday for football either. So they get a who else? Uh, they get? Dozy as a comma, the wide receiver out of Fort Worth. Uh, Eric's brother, who played at Tech, and I think he's with yeah. the Dolphins now, I believe. I wide receiver? The yeah, wide receiver, 6'3", 180, uh, three-star wide receiver out of Fort Worth, also committed to the uh, Sooners yesterday. Nice, nice, good day. And finally, we have, uh, we've had several stories in today's news about uh, some of our greatest fears, TJ. The submarine, the heights. This would rank number one for me. Surgeons have removed the world's largest kidney stone. I'm going to read this story, and I'm going to ask all the men out there in the audience to just hold your breath or do whatever you need to to get through it. A 62-year-old man in Sri Lanka, his name is Canistus Kungi, 
retired Sri Lanka Army soldier is in the record books after, and thankfully, surgeons removed what is declared to be the world's largest and heaviest kidney stone. 5.26 inches long. (laughs) Almost two pounds heavy. It surpassed the previous world record. I can't believe we oh, keep world records stop. for this. What are you doing to us? Uh, now, it w- they removed it surgically, TJ, okay? Sir, it's the okay. only way, Okay, I'm it, sure there were other ways it was trying to uh, leave the body, though. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm just trying to let you all know that it was surgically removed because that's the first thing. You, it, it, it's the size of a grapefruit, basically, TJ. Uh, the world's largest kidneys. There's actually photos of it on this uh, story I'm looking at, which I just scrolled past very quickly. The previous record was 5.11 inches, so he just barely broke it. So congratulations to uh, the Sri Lanka man for... uh... Oh, my gosh. (sighs) That, that, DJ, would be just... Submarine or that, TJ? What are you picking? I think I'm going submarine. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the news for Wednesday, June 21st. We'll be back on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer. They bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Locally operated out of Edmond and Norman. Serving Shawnee, Yukon, Mustang, the whole metro area. They're your one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Angie's List, Superior Service Award winner four times. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. What? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> what kind of questions that, Phil? Uh, uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. <laughs> Pull yourself together. Still out of power, listening to your show on AM Battery Radio. Yes, I have one, and I'm using the last of my cell power to text you and say how much I'm enjoying the show. I'll pit my neighbors against Tim. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, that's yes, they do. Stop it. It's very <laughs> nice of you. Thank I you. I think Kevin Harlan climbing up the announcer ranks. I relocated from California January 2nd, but purchased my house before the pandemic. I loved you first. Thanks for the Johnny Miller drop this uh, morning. Nine in a row. Go Giants. Lisa from Los Gatos, now Tulsa. Thank you, Thank Lisa. You, Lisa. And I'm sorry about your power. Sorry to all yeah, of you in get Tulsa. Lisa's still hey, dealing uh, with Tulsa. that. Let's, where's she from? Tulsa. Tulsa. There's a, there's several let, people let, still let, without power. Let's get power. Lisa's power back on Tulsa. Yeah. All right. She's uh, down to her last. Just just hanging on by a thread there. Several letting us know only a, la- a latch on the outside. So even if they come to the surface, they cannot open the submarine. Uh, it has to be open from the outside. 
They could run him out of air, even being on the surface. That's from Firefighter Darren and a few others that are letting oh, you know, the latches gosh. on the outside what a only. Of a situation. Oh. <sighs> morning, buddy. Good I morning, can't Carter. Roll from that into Carter. What a, what a weird transition. I'm so excited about the SEC. I sure yeah. love the tradition of playing the worst team you can find in November. I can't wait to start that here. What yeah. are the chances OU's playing Langston in 2024? What about yeah. Southern Nazarene? Don't yep. you have some connections? Have a good day. Yeah, I, I, I would say uh, they need two opponents, TJ. Langston and Southern Nazarene, probably pretty high on Josie's chart to fit in with Tulane and Temple. No, uh, like we said uh, when the schedule came out, I think one of those two has got to be a name. You know, even if it's a lower power five team like uh, uh, that we we brought up several of them, you know, an Illinois, um, a Washington State. Um, it, I think one of the two remaining has got to be a name of some sort. I don't think you can have four temples and two lanes. So Boston we'll College, that's been rumored a lot. Boston out College, I guess they've yeah, got a spot yeah, I like available. That. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Slim Chickens is better anyway. This texter says, "Who owns Slim Chickens, Teach? I do not know that. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now. I like both places. I think I like Canes better. But that could just be out of convenience because there's one here close to the station and one close to my house, and there's only a Slim Chickens, you Uh-oh. know, a weird spot that I have to get to. Slim it, so. Chickens headquarters is in Fayetteville, Arkansas. No, oh, see there. Oh boy, yeah, that's out. <laughs> <laughs> that's out. Uh, Sooner Stevens says Cody Thomas is in OKC this weekend, playing for the Las hey. Vegas Aviators. This texter says, uh, same thing, playing in OKC this weekend, killing it this year. That's from Craig. Attaboy. Um, Bigger than his kidney. Yep. Yeah, that's right. The kidney stone was larger than his kidney. Yeah. This one says, take me to Jesus now. That's from Pastor Andy after hearing that story. (laughs) I apologize. I ruined everybody's breakfast today. <laughs> and the last one here says, TJ just played like a rolling stone out of that story. I love you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad someone picked up on it. So, I uh, See, I didn't even think of that. I just heard, how does, the, it, how does feel? it feel? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought I that out when I started playing it. I didn't think about the fact that it was it. rolling stone. <laughs> That's genius. God. He's the best, people. He's the best. I mean, that was the last story, too. You did, you had like 10 seconds to play. Oh, I was that scrambling. Song, so. I was scrambling and pulling it up and fast-forwarding it to that part. So. Genius. All right, break time. We're talking NBA draft. I've got the latest mock for you on who the Thunder will be picking tomorrow night in Brooklyn. Coming up next. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run. Try to hide. Break on to the other side. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. What's your excitement level for the draft tomorrow night, teacher? Oh, there's excitement level there only to see what kind of drama comes out of it because there are so many, outside of just the picks and and 
this expected to be a, a great draft, there are a lot of names being floated around that could move tomorrow night or before the draft tomorrow with Zion. And then we were talking yesterday about the Lakers' interest in Trey Young and making a move for him. And so I don't know how much of draft pieces will be used tomorrow night to maybe pull some of that off. And we hear about yeah. guys ending up other places. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out because the Zion situation, it sounds like it's dead in New Orleans and they want him gone before the Everybody draft. Everybody wants him night. out. Nobody yeah. gets along with him down there. Right. So. It's kind of an interesting uh, situation when you're talking about the names that you're talking about around the league as well as, you know, a, a once-in-a-lifetime, they think, prospect going number one and then several good ones after that that people are expecting big things out of. So it's an interesting night. And teams, Presti going to Presti and, uh, I was going to say, Presti and teams with – there are other teams, you know, with built-up picks that have a lot of uh, ways they can maneuver and do things. I don't know if he will tomorrow or not. Uh, you know, his draft pick is kind of check coming back, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't know that he makes a big splash tomorrow or not. Yeah, I think he will simply for what I said yesterday because everything's so quiet. We're not hearing any rumors about it at all. Yeah, maybe you're right on to that. Yeah. Something's going to happen. However, just logically, they probably can't get high enough to like get in the top three or so, you know. Can is going from twelve to let's say six or seven. Is there enough of a value there to forfeit a future first round pick or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know who he regards that highly, but maybe we'll see. I, I definitely think it's possible. I mean, at some point they're going to have to start moving some of these assets that they've got. But I mean, they were. They're a good young team, so I don't think you gotta you gotta. I, they're sitting in a good place, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. All right, so yes. ESPN's final mock draft out, and here's what they've got: uh, Victor Wimbiyama, number one to the Spurs; Brandon Miller from Alabama, number two to the Hornets; and Scoot Henderson, number three to the Blazers. Those appear to be the top three. Whether Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson go two or three is the debate there. You got the Thompson twins. Amon Thompson going number four to the Rockets. Jerace Walker from Houston going number five to the Pistons. This is uh, ESPN's latest mock. Orlando taking uh, Osser Thompson, Amon's brother, uh, the Magic, at six. Number seven, the Pacers, Taylor Hendricks from TCU. Wizards at eight, Anthony Black from Arkansas. Jazz at nine, Cam Whitmore from Villanova. And your Mavs at 10, Derek Lively from Duke, center. You yeah, got that, someone you're hoping for there? Uh, probably Lively. That seems to be the name that's floated to the top in the last week or so and past uh, Grady Dick as far as what everybody's kind of projecting there. So I'm all right with that. Oh, you played three of those projected top 10 picks last year. Uh, Cam Whitmore at Villanova, Anthony Black at Arkansas, and Brandon Miller at uh, Alabama. Uh, Orlando taking Grady Dick at 11, and ESPN has the Thunder at 12, drafting Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. He's a guard, big-time scorer there. Others of note, Keontae George going 22nd overall, the Baylor freshman last year to Brooklyn. 
And in the second round, they have three more Big 12 guys going. Jalen Wilson, Keontae Johnson from K-State, and Adam Flagler from Baylor. Uh, So there you go. That's ESPN's latest mock. And the next 36 hours will be fascinating. All those trade talks, rumors are going to become more rampant. You're going to hear all kinds of things. You're going to you're going to hear smoke screens. Teams putting out that they really like this guy just to make you think they like that guy when they really like this guy. And uh, all we really know is that Victor's going number one. For, I guess. I guess we know that for sure. Is there any way, like, Presti... The Spurs saw his first pitch last night and I said no? no? There's no way you can trade him, right? Victor? Yeah. No. Because no. I'm only asking that because Houston and OKC and it seems like one other team are just sitting on a pile of picks. But I don't think you could trade a once in a lifetime potential player like that, even if you like rob the bank there. Unless there's like a medical red flag that they think, you know, yeah, that, yeah. They, 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 there they, is, they and I'm telling them there is. I'm telling people that he's going to be a bust. I said it was Zion. I'm. That's proven outright. I'm saying it with this guy. He's going to be a bust for the opposite reason. Zion was going to get too heavy. This guy's too skinny. We've talked a lot about greatest fears today. Um, (laughs) Submarines, heights, kidney stones. None of them rank higher for TJ than tall, skinny people. His creepy hands last night were freaking me out on Twitter. Like, I had to get off Twitter. I was like, oh, my gosh, the way they were wrapped around a baseball. is like the Grim Reaper or something. I'd like to apologize to all the tall, skinny people out there. (laughs) Chet, if you're listening today. Eat a cheeseburger, Chet. This is is, uh, not very nice, what my co-host is spewing. I I think it started the day I saw... I was sitting on a bench at a mall in Dallas, and Sean Bradley walked in and ducked under the door and walked right. past me. I right. think my fear started then. It was like it freaked me out. So I think that I think it's all Sean I, Bradley's fault. I feel bad for them. One of my best friends is very tall, uh, six nine, six ten. Played college basketball with him. He was my roommate. Yeah, but I. I've never met him in person. I don't believe. Have I ever met him in person? I don't think so. He's never been at your house when I've been there. Uh, no, I don't know. But, but he's proportion. This... He he's got weight on him. He's well now. Maybe back in the day that you're talking about when he was a player, he didn't. But he's tall and thin. And I'm not, I'm just saying, like to this day, everywhere we go, everybody comments, like. <laughs> You're so oh, tall. Holy cow, how tall are you? You know, you get in a, <laughs> you get in an elevator and some lady go, just getting in an elevator, some lady will go, oh my gosh. You know, like <laughs> what kind of freak are you? you? He's he's six nine, six ten. I mean, that's not that's normal basketball height, you know. <laughs> Victor's got another Im- foot on him. <laughs> right. I can't imagine what it's like to be seven four. So I, I part of me feels not part of me. I do. I I feel like it's got to be. Thank goodness you're good at basketball, because what a miserable life that would be otherwise. Right. right? I mean, no, just that's true. Finding a uh, one of one of my buddy's problems always finding a bed, like a bed that he didn't hang off of. You know. So I don't. That's just tough. That's just tough. And then they got 
people like you walking around going, look how creepy that guy is with his creepy fingers and I his have creepy never, arms. I have never told Travis he's creepy looking. He's a fine looking man. He's a fine looking man. Why did you see him with his creepy fingers wrapped around the ball last night? So anyway, uh, no, I think Victor's going to go. There's a one. difference between 6'9 no, and 7'6. That's I mean, my point is if, I, if at 6'9 the world reacts to you like that, Imagine what it's like at seven four or six, whatever he is. Or, you know. Well, look, Chet, Chet, hundreds how, of how millions Chet? of dollars in the bank will help him get past that. So there's a lot of therapy that you can purchase with the amount of money he's about to make. That's true. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there's your mock. Back to your text when we come back. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. If you are tall and thin and would like to yell at TJ, shoot us a text today. We'll be back. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Storms have been bad for you uh, out there in some areas over the last couple of weeks. If you need to have your roof checked out, Black Thunder Roofing, they bring you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. They can do it all. One-stop shop customer for uh, one contractor. I told you about them for a while now. Locally owned and operated right here. Offices in Norman and Edmond serving the whole metro area. 405-473-8028. BlackThunderRoofing.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Raising Cane's does not have tigers anywhere in the name of the restaurant. Why is this off limits for Toby? I thought the yeah. name of the mascot had to be in the name to boycott. Hey, yeah, 405er, I can tell him to stay out of any restaurant I would choose, all right? Shut your yap. <laughs> he wants to go and support a tiger restaurant, then that's fine. Let him go support the tigers. I'm broadening my horizons beyond the Longhorn Steakhouse now. This is the kind of passion and dedication we need in the SEC. You guys are going to have to either get on board with me or be left behind. I mean, you wanted this SEC thing, but you're just, you're soft. You're being soft about all this. This is what you got to do if we're going to be in this conference, TJ. You got to boycott restaurants. You got to be irrational. This is a conference of irrationalities. Uh, (laughs) That's true. Sean says, so teams tank to get lottery picks who get them to 500 only to trade them so that they can tank again. The NBA business model. It's true. It, it's, that's a frustrating thing with some teams. And, and like the, it's not even just in um, the NBA. You know, the Angels last night, their GM had to come out and speak on uh, Shohei Otani. And he's like, well, we won't trade him if we're still in contention, but we'll see. And I'm like, yeah, let's just trade a once-in-a-lifetime player because we can't build a team around him. If you're trading him because you're out of contention by the uh, trade deadline in baseball, it's because you've done a terrible job. So you shouldn't be cha- uh, trading the once-in-a-lifetime player who plays both ways. You should be fired. You've got two Hall of Fame players, one unlike we've ever seen before, and you can't win anything. That's your fault. Yeah. The problem is 
they risk losing him for nothing. Then losing for nothing. I would rather losing for nothing than to say I'm going to trade away a once-in-a-lifetime player because I can't put a winning product on the field. And he hasn't been able to since he's had Mike Trout, who is a Hall of Fame elite player. Then they add another one to him, still can't win. Oh, yeah. don't get me started. I, I, I got you. I'm not defending the Angels GM. He's done a terrible job. I'm just saying when when you're faced with that situation, at the end of the season we're going to lose this guy and get nothing in return, then trading them is the proper thing to do because you get, you know, you get something in return. So I mean I get why they're doing it, but you're right. He he has had two all timer players. First ballot Hall of Famer type players, yeah. and the Angels have been irrelevant. Sorry, I twisted that off into baseball, and Sean's text was about the NBA. But uh, same scenario, like Trey Young has exceeded expectations. I think people thought he would be good. I don't know that they thought he would be as good, uh, especially of a scorer in the league. Defensively, he's got to work on his game. But And then Atlanta's just turned around and been like, well, we can't do much, so we're just going to see if we can trade him and get a package of things. Like, you work so hard to get these guys and hit in the lottery, and when you do, it just seems like they're just flipping these guys immediately in the league now. Yeah. Zion. Zion was the end-all, be-all when he was coming out of Duke. Like, everybody was trying to get to that pick. Now they got to it, and and some of it's been injury and his fault. He seems lazy. There's a disconnect there. I get that, but it's like, all right, now we'll just get rid of him. Yeah. It's frustrating. I know you're frustrated, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hang in there. I played softball with Toby and Travis. I actually saw a second baseman throw a ball over Travis's head, and he jumped to try to catch the ball. <laughs> I wonder who that is. I don't know. I wonder who that uh, is. Last... Reveal yourself, Texter. The last one here before we hit the top of the hour. Seven foot six. That dude has to duck driving under an overpass. Wow. See, that's the kind of stuff, Pete, right there. That's <laughs> true. How's the weather up there? Ha, 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 ha. Um, all right, break time. We got to drive. You ready for the draft? Feel good about it? You got a strategy? I love all you need of a strategy. them. So I'm taking You're everything. down 02. You're down 02. You better come up with a strategy here. Mike Steely joins us to judge today's daily draft of T-Row in the Morning Show, show drops live next. We'll be back.